0: Starting at verse 24 in the scriptures. An atheist was walking through the woods. As atheists do. And Christians. But this was an atheist walking through the woods. Can you put yourself in that frame? Can you imagine yourself in his shoes? I'm not really sure. It's because you're so fantastic as Christians that you couldn't possibly imagine yourself as an atheist. Is that what you're trying to say to me? Praise God. An atheist was walking through the woods, admiring all the accidents that evolution had created. What majestic trees! What powerful rivers! What beautiful animals! He said to himself. As he was walking alongside the river... Put yourself in his shoes. He heard a rustling in the bushes behind him. Turning to look, he saw a seven-foot grizzly bear. Are you still with me? Have you ever been in that position? Okay, I'll carry on. It was charging towards him. He ran as fast as he could up the path. He looked over his shoulder and he saw that the grizzly bear was closing him down. Who said, Oh, that was fab. Hey, I'm impressed. He saw that the grizzly bear was closing him down. I just love audience participation. Somehow he ran even faster, so scared that tears came to his eyes. He looked again, and the bear was even closer. You're getting better, aren't you? His heart was pounding, and he tried to run faster. He tripped. he fell to the ground (laughs) he rolled over to pick himself up but the bear was right over him reaching for him with its left paw and raising its right paw to strike him I normally get that the wrong way around that's why (laughs) at that instant the atheist cried oh my god like atheists do Time stopped. The bear froze. The forest was silent. Even the river stopped moving. As a bright light shone upon the man, a voice came out of the sky. You deny my existence for all these years. Teach others that I don't exist. And even credit creation to a cosmic accident. you expect me to help you out of this predicament? Am I to count you as a believer while well, the atheist looked directly into light it would be hypocritical me to ask to be a Christian after all these years but perhaps you could make the bear a Christian <laughs> very well said the voice the light went out the river ran the sounds of the forest resumed and then the bear dropped his right paw Brought both paws together and bowed its head. Lord, for this food which I'm about to receive, <laughs> make me truly thankful. <laughs> <Arr>. <laughs> atheists are going to look pretty dumb one day, aren't they? This atheist looked pretty dumb. Atheists are going to look pretty dumb. Have you any atheists in your area? I like atheists. Do you? I love atheists do you does he he loves atheists bears love atheists bears love anything they can get their hands on don't they he loves atheists were you once an atheist or were you agnostic agnostic means you're not quite sure whether you believe you don't I come across so many people who say to me, well, I believe in something. I believe believe there's someone up there looking out. But do you know what's happened? They've been put off. Life's put them off. When you look outside at all the tragedy that's happening, people say, how can I believe in a good God? How can I believe? I've tried church. I went to the Sunday school. I've had a story only this last couple of weeks of a guy who left Sunday school five minutes early. And his Sunday school teacher, 30 years ago, chased him all the way home, a mile. Fantastic. He was well scared of his Sunday school teacher. He was well and truly put off. But people seem to believe in Jesus. But they have a problem, often, with the church. Do you know why? Will you invite me back if I tell you? Look around. We have the ability. I have the ability. I'm going to look at Thomas in a minute, who had the ability. Peter had the ability to put both feet in his mouth. Because he had a big mouth. I've got a big mouth. I have the ability to put both feet in my mouth. My behavior and my actions have probably put most of Rosendale off coming to Jesus. (laughs) And do you know what? Do you know what they like to say? You're all hypocrites. You're all hypocrites. You're all hypocrites up at that church. Have you heard it said? You're all hypocrites. Why don't you come and join us then? Actually, we really muck up, don't we? I've made a complete mess of my life in the first 20, 30 years of my life. But do you know what? I've learned through that the grace of God. The grace of God. You know, and I've stopped being so legalistic and hard on people. You ought not to do that. You ought not to do that. Oh, you ought not to do that. Because church, if we're not careful, can be a bunch of people who say, you ought not to be doing that, and you ought not to be doing that, and you shouldn't be doing that, instead of just loving the very people who we need to love when they come through that door. And we want to get hold of them, don't we? We want to shake them up. We want to shape them. We want them right in no time at all. And you know, sometimes it takes years. And I thought when someone became a Christian, they were changed overnight. Well, in one sense they are, because they've got God in their lives. They've got our Lord in their lives, but I'll tell you what, it takes a year. Sanctification happens in an instant, and it takes a lifetime to change into the glory. What's what's the purpose of God for you? I don't really know what God's will is for me. I can hear people thinking it. I don't know what God's will is. God's will for you is that you... Turn day by day, week by week, month by month into the likeness of his son Jesus. I've been ashamed of me. Have you been ashamed of you? Praise God. We're in good company, aren't we then? How we can mess up. And do you know what? A church is a group of people who can mess up together. Because the Bible says if you've no sin in you, you're a liar. That doesn't mean to say that we love sin. Sin put Jesus on the cross. That doesn't mean to say that we accept sin. Because sin put Jesus on the cross. Jesus died because of sin. And there'll be no sin going into heaven. But I'll tell you what. I've never seen a perfect and met a perfect Christian yet. Because we mess up. And we fall down and we help one another back up. And we say we're going on. To be like Jesus. It's when people don't want to go on and get back up, and I want to live like this, and I'll do what I want to do, that I have a problem when they call themselves Christians. But when they genuinely foul up and they are so sorry, isn't there a way back? Who are we to point the finger? Just point at me. Go on, I've had enough people pointing at me, Millie. On, point at me. I've got some people pointing with a twisted face over here. Point at me, point at me. Point at yourself, point around the room. What happens when you point at somebody? Three fingers seem to be pointing back. None of us are the right to ever point at anyone. None of us. I've done enough pointing for all of us. And I've learned in life, that you can really follow up. And, you know, we go to all these different churches, don't we? St. Peter's. We've been there. St. Thomas's. Oh, St. Thomas. Oh, St. Thomas. How lovely. And St. John's. St. Peter's. And these people would shudder in their shoes at the veneration that they got and get. Because they were just ordinary blokes. I want to liken, if you don't mind, as I read this passage, Thomas... To a Yorkshireman. Have we got any Yorkshiremen here? Sorry. (laughs) Ben told me I got the bigger of the two glasses. I wonder why. Very nice. Thomas was an ordinary bloke. We've given Thomas such a bad press, haven't we? How do we know Thomas? First thing that comes to your mind... Have you ever doubted? Have you ever doubted? What do we doubt about? Have we ever really doubted whether God loves us? Have we ever doubted whether Jesus really did what he did? Hey. Let's have a little bit of honesty in church, hey. We doubt, don't we, sometimes? But it's what God does with doubt. Because I'll tell you what, I'd rather have someone who doubts the creeds that we read week by week and the hymns that we sing and has some doubt in there, than those people who just parrot them through week by week and their lives are just bland. Than those people who honestly say, Lord, I, I don't know this. I don't understand this. I'm not, why, Lord, why do you permit planes to fly into buildings when you're a good God? Why do you allow all this cancer in the world, Lord, when you're a good God? Do you grapple with these questions? Because they do. And they are put off, God, by some of these grapplings. How can a good God allow all this to happen? And what answers have we got? Thomas doubted. I won't believe you guys. And he'd been with them for three years. I won't believe you until I see it for myself. True Yorkshireman. <laughs> Not having it. No. I'm calling a spade a spade. I won't believe it until I see it for myself. And then that breeds a true response and a true faith. I'd rather have an atheist who's thought it through and has come and has been the biggest pain in the backside with all his questions. And he's grappled through them like the scientists who've gone away to try and disprove the Bible. Nicky Gumbel, who wrote Alpha, won the best prize Got the top marks in RE for writing the essay to disprove the existence of God. Praise God. I'm glad he did it. Because his brain was in gear. And the Lord said, One day, boy, I'm gonna have you. And he wrote the Alpha Course. That's gone all over the world. And how many millions of people have come to Christ through that? Through one man who honestly said, I don't believe this rubbish. Or do we just accept? We have to think through. We have to use our heads. We have to come from positions of doubt. John chapter 20, verse 24. Let's read it. Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve... Can I move that microphone? Because I keep thinking it's on. Now Thomas, called Didymus, the twin, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came... So the other disciples told him, we've seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hands into his side, I will not believe. Notice he doesn't say, put my fingers in his feet. Interesting. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood amongst them and said, peace be with you and he said to Thomas put your finger here see my hands reach out your hand and put it into my side stop doubting and believe Thomas said to him my Lord and my God and Jesus told him because you have seen me you've believed blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed Jesus did many of the miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that by believing, you may have life in his name. Jesus did lots more than written in these gospel accounts. These are just accounts written down. Short summaries of three years. Gosh, how many books would you fill if you wrote down three years of walking around with Jesus? It's just a summary of what Jesus did. And still the disciples struggled to believe. We haven't seen him. We believe, Jesus said, we'll be blessed. He didn't say we'll be more blessed. We'll be blessed. Three years he spent seeing Jesus do all these things and still. Jesus had been saying, this is going to happen. Pull down this temple and in three days I'll rebuild it. It's been here for 46 years. What are you talking about? And later it was that they recognised and realised... Talking about his body. Have you seen the film, The Passion of the Christ? Have you all seen it? If you've not seen it, go and see it. Get a DVD and see it. For the first half an hour, I thought, oh, this is. For the last hour, there was no popcorn eaten, not not, not in my lap. Shocked and stunned me. Yet people said it went too far. Why did it go too far? Because of how they beat Jesus. Look what they did to Read Go around and read Isaiah 52 and 53. About his body being so mad, it was beyond human recognition. You get some indication of what happened to Jesus. And yet he said, this will happen. This was preordained from the beginning of the world. Because he knew we were wayward and we were sinful. But I'll tell you what. This is the good news. He loves every single one of us that much that he was prepared to go through that, if you will, that disgraceful, that awful monstrosity of the cross. No wonder he was in the Garden of Gethsemane saying, if there's another way, if you can take this cup from me, Father, take it from me. Because he'd seen people crucified. And he knew he was going to go through the same. How many of us would have run away? And you wonder why Peter ran away. Peter thought, I'm not going through that. Not on your nelly. I'm off. Another yorkman. I'm not having it, Thomas said. I've seen it all. I've seen him die. No one comes back from that. No one. Let's go back to 24. Now, Thomas, Didymus. You know what I love about Jesus? Didymus was like the twin. Almost like the runt of the letter. And do you know what? God uses runts of the letter. He always has. He always will. Did he go and choose the great intellects of the day? Use Paul, but the twelve disciples were the great intellects of the day. No, they were ordinary people, just ordinary people. Ordinary people gathered round Jesus. The sinful people gathered round Jesus. They knew they were sinful. They knew they'd done wrong. The tax collectors, the prostitutes, those people who had been caught in adultery, those people who knew. They couldn't be accepted by the religious people. They gathered around Jesus. When do you ever see all the Pharisees gathering around Jesus to have nice discussion with him? Only to trip him up. And yet church, you know, seems to have got so respectable, hasn't it? And the people really who know they're sinners outside, or they can stay sinners and, you know, their destination is hell, isn't it? Well, we go to heaven. Mm, sorry, Lord, and no, thank you that we're not like the other people. And we've got to watch our attitudes, haven't we? Because Christ died for them as much as he died for us. I don't want to live inside a sound of church bell but build a rescue shop within a yard of hell. How we need to be careful that Jesus died for those who damn well knew they weren't good enough. Jesus appeared to Thomas called Didymus, one of the twelve. And he wasn't with the disciples when Jesus came. Was he a coward? He wasn't with them. Could he not be bothered? Well, if you read earlier... Thomas had said in John 14... Only a little bit earlier... Where he said, I'm going to go and prepare a place... What do you mean, you're going to go and prepare a place, Jesus? What on earth are you talking about? And I'm going to come back and tell, Where are you going? He didn't fully understand, but he wanted to know the facts. Earlier on, he's been saying he's going off to Jerusalem. going off to Jerusalem... Let's go with him. Let's go with him. And he was prepared to go all the way and die with Jesus. He was no coward. He was a man's man. He called a spade a spade. So the other disciples told him, we've seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my fingers where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I won't believe it. Wouldn't we say the same? If you'd seen Peter, taken out of here, and swiftly beaten by a gang down the road, we'd attended his funeral, put yourself in those shoes, we'd attended his funeral, hope it never happens, mate. You'd seen the beat marks, you'd seen the autopsy. And then your doctor, because doctors are respected people of the community, aren't they? We believe everything doctors say well this doctor we do not to say that and he he comes in it's it's Peter isn't it Peter comes in and says hey guys I've seen Peter I've seen Peter he's he's alive and he's well what are you thinking of your doctor be honest can you understand why Thomas isn't alive in it I'm not having it I'm not believing it I've seen him crucified I've seen what they did to him as I put my hand in his side I won't believe it a week later his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them Jesus has already appeared to different disciples at different times and he's appearing again for one person he can appear for you he can be with you in your circumstances he came to Thomas A week later, the disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood amongst them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands? Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. You notice Thomas never had to do that. He saw him, and he knew who he was. Thomas said to him, without any hesitation, This is what I like. I'm not having it. He sees Jesus. He encounters Jesus. My Lord and my God. And for a Jew to say to this man who gave the Pharisees a massive problem by actually proclaiming to be God, in his roundabout way, my Lord and my God. And Jesus told him, because you've seen, you've believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not recorded in this book, Well, these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. And the gospel message is simple as that. And I'm nearly finished. The gospel message is as simple as that. There are people, I'm telling you now, who want to know. They're hungry. They're hungry for spiritual things. They've tried the church. They've tested the church. The media portrays the church as something wacky and stupid, and completely pointless and meaningless. Church boring? Irrelevant? Well, sometimes it is, I've got to say. And I tell you what, there are Christians who I find extremely boring. Oh no, I can't believe I've just said that. You're not recording that, are you? (laughs) Question mark. Are we putting people off? Are we? Am I? Because I tell you what, we've got to really get a grip of our lives, haven't we? We've got God in all his power and authority and majesty who wants to live in us and dwell in us and go and reach a lost world. Jesus said, go. His last words were go. What part of go don't we understand? The G or the O? Go. In the power of Jesus, go. And tell them. they want Him to know. There's a movement at the moment called Healing Rooms and they're doing healing on the street. Now I'll tell you what, I've seen a lot of wacky people about we are doing all this woo, healing stuff. I, I want people with their feet on the ground. Listening to what the Lord has to say. But people are being healed. Who don't go to church on the street. By people who are just stepping out. Because God, in Jesus' name, wants to see people one for Jesus. And we've got to be bold. And we've got to go. We've got to get over our doubts and our fears. And we've got to go. And we've got to reach out. And we've got to tell people what well, people don't want to know. Yes, they do. I'll tell you what they do. And we've got to befriend them and get alongside them and break down the misinterpretations that the media give of the church. The misconceptions people have of Jesus and the church. And there's going to be lots of doubting Thomas's out there. And I'll tell you what, when you love them and care for them, you watch their lives change round. Jesus appeared for Thomas. And I'll tell you what, we need to go to him with every doubt we've got. And be as honest as we can. And say, hey... I don't understand this I don't understand this do you understand the Trinity? you Christians? hey our Christianity is based on it do you understand it? hey there's lots of things we don't understand doesn't mean to say that Jesus isn't real there's lots of things we can't explain doesn't mean to say that Jesus isn't real is Jesus real to you? Is he real to you? I think there's people with real doubts in here today. Is he really real to you? Is he real? Thomas. We're told, went to India. Turned India upside down. Once he knew that he knew that Jesus had done what he said he was going to do. And he was Lord. Amen. Amen. Last prayer. Lord God, we thank you that you are an amazing God. You are an amazing God. Lord, and you take our doubts and our fears and our insecurities and you turn them upside down. Lord God, there are many atheists out there. There are many people who are agnostic. There are many people who say they don't believe. But Lord, we know there's a big hole in their lives. They may be the richest of people. Lord, we see so many people, rich and poor, committing suicide. Because they've no hope in life. And we've got the answer, Lord God. Lord, I pray that you'll so fill us afresh this morning. Lord, we'll so, so fill us afresh. So take hold of our doubts and our concerns. Lord, that we might be living and active like your word. Lord, we've got a double-edged sword here. Lord God, we want to see men and women, children come to know you. Lord, take hold of our doubting Thomas parts of our lives. And infuse them and set them on fire. You knew that Thomas loved you. You knew that Thomas loved you. Yet you doubted. And you weren't rebuking him, Lord. Lord, thank you for your grace and your love. You're slow to anger with us. Thank you, you're slow to anger. You're full of compassion, Lord. Thank you. And you take your time with us. You know what we're made of. And you love us deeply. Lord, and you say there's no condemnation anymore. Lord, help us never to condemn anyone. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Lord, we might rebuke one another in love. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Help us to be the people, Lord. Take us on to be the people.